0: From Rocketium, this is Spilling the Magic Beans. The foundation of any successful marketing campaign is a good story. Stories help audiences resonate, care about your brand, and help them fall in love with what you're doing. And as marketers, we often get so wrapped up in the midst of daily execution that we forget the most important fact, stories sell. And to discover the secrets behind a compelling story, we spoke to Vachana Shetty, who is the head of marketing at Akshaya Kalpa Organic. And we started off the conversation by learning more about Vachana's role at Akshaya Kalpa and what drives her.
1: I have been in the field of marketing for about 14, 15 years now. I have done multiple roles, starting with events. I've done BTL activation. I've done, uh, you know, I worked with Z for some time. So I handle marketing over there. I've done online Marketing When online marketing was not yet a thing, I did brand innovation at Himalaya, I've done a little bit of consulting and worked with an agency as well. So Akshay Kalpa for me really feels like a culmination of a lot of things that I I had already done in my career. It's a place where I'm able to apply learnings, use contacts, use the network that I have uh, from all of these organizations to help build this brand. Coming to Akshay Kalpa, it's an organic dairy brand, primarily. We're the pioneers in this. are the ones who started uh, organic dairy in India and market leaders in India. Coming over to
2: the company, Akshay Kalpa is a new age brand in an already established category. Uh, we have very large players who've been in this space for decades altogether. And with that in place, how does Akshay Kalpa ensure relevance? And how do you carve out a niche for yourself?
1: So in an already established category, which is huge, right? India is the largest, you know, producer and consumer of dairy in the world. In an already established category, Akshay Kalpa presents itself with a huge differentiation. We are possibly one of the best milk that you will get in the country. And there is a need for it. Consumers are looking for it. Uh, For example, young mothers uh, are constantly in a lookout for cleaner healthier more nutritional alternatives that are available and uh, milk being such a huge part of a a child's diet she's on a constant lookout to find something that she can feel confident about and people like that come and you know consumers like that come and buy Akshay Kalpa. So in an already established category we present a huge differentiation which almost nobody else or very very few people are able to give.
2: From a marketing standpoint can you talk to us about how these values of the organization translate into an engagement with your audience
1: sure so first let me tell you a little bit about you know why aksha kalpa came into being right Uh, and then we can possibly you know speak about what you just asked so you know like uh, our founders basically they they hail from farmer families themselves and they saw that farming is not looked at as an aspirational profession Farmers, if you see, uh, have possibly two, three, four harvests in a year and they put in all that energy effort for that harvest and one bad rain, one bad crop, and they lose everything that they have spent their entire year's energy and money on, right? And we wanted to change that. We wanted to find a way in which farmers can have a daily and a fixed source of income, you know, while ensuring that whatever they're producing is best in class. And that is how we got into dairy. So every single Akshaya Kalpa farmer today, basically what he goes through is a transformation process. His land becomes organic. It's a two to three year transformation that the land has to go through. He goes through a complete training to make sure that the cows are you don't tie up the cows, you leave the cows free, you don't tether the cows, you know, you keep the cows happy, they're free roaming, you grow fodder that the cow eats, you don't buy fodder from outside. So you have complete control over, you know, what the cow is eating, because your milk is only as good as what the cow is eating, right? So the fodder is controlled, the the water is purified water that is given to the cows, because 85% of milk is, is water. So in doing so, we have reached a place where on an average, every Akshay Kalpa farmer earns about a lakh a month, right? This is sitting in his village, in his hometown. And if you compare that to what people in the city earn, you can multiply that by four because the cost of living is that much lower in, in a small town or in a village. So this is the kind of organization that we have built, right? It started with the farmer. It started with keeping farmer at the center. That doesn't mean we are... We are easy on the farmer, you know, we are basically making sure that he's very disciplined. He is very conscious of the quality that he is producing because three mistakes and he stops being an Akshay Kalpa farmer. He knows that. And so he has to also stay motivated to stay on this journey. On one side, the value that Akshay Kalpa stands for is that we want to elevate the livelihood of a farmer. Right. And in that way, I think we're doing quite well. The other value that we stand for is is this whole organic and and healthy and clean nutrition as a space, which is our value value proposition, right? We say that we we are all about clean nutrition. And when we say that, what we mean is it's free from everything that is man-made and bad. It's full of everything that is nature-made and good, right? So... That is the second the value prop, which in itself is a is a value. Because for example, when we are looking at now launching more value added products, we are saying it is we are going to always be a company that is a no sugar company. We have a no sugar policy. We will never add sugar in anything that we make. We're launching yogurts next. You know, we're uh, launching mango yogurt and regular yogurt and blueberry yogurt. So all of these are not going to have sugar in it. That's the second value, right? That we will. Make sure that our consumers will always have access to clean nutrition, like the way our grandparents had, you know, where, where everything was clean, it's unadulterated, it had nothing bad, food was really, really good and nutritious, which is becoming a problem today. So that's the second value that we stand for. Now, how, do, how does this translate into marketing? Right. Uh, that's the that's the question that you asked. So it, it really all of this becomes storytelling for us. And all of these become storytelling levers that we can use to get to onboard new customers. For example, when I tell the farmer story, you know, someone who, res- someone who resonates with the farmer story will buy Aksha Kalpa on the back of that, right? There are people who feel that, uh, you know what, like for me, ideal life is I want to have a farm. I want to have a cow. I want to grow my own food for my family. I want to get milk from that cow for my family. And, but I can't do that because I'm living the city life. So the next best thing for me is Akshay Kalpa. So there are people who, who buy into that. And so for them, this, this is the story that works. There are people who buy into the whole clean nutrition story, who are coming on the back of fear. You know, they feel like, you know what, there's so much adulteration, there's so much pollution around me. How do I give good food to my, how do I put safe food on on the plate for my children and for my family right so those people buy into the whole organic story and that's the that's the lever that works for them but while we tell this story we also tell the imperfection story we tell people that for example when you buy akshay Kalpa milk you will see that the milk is thin compared to all other milk that you're getting in the market and it is thin because that's how it is supposed to be it's basically, we're taking it and we're giving it to you. We're not doing anything with this milk. We're not adding any extra fat. We're not removing fat. We're not doing anything, right? And that's how it's supposed to be. So maybe it requ- as a consumer, it requires a little bit of getting used to, right? This season, we launched mangoes. And when we were selling mangoes, we put a booklet inside that where we said that you'll find worms in your mangoes. And that's okay. It's a good thing. Because worms are actually intelligent enough to know which mangoes to eat. The ones that are organic are the ones that they eat, right? The ones that have pesticides and fertilizers, you'll never find worms in them. That's because it's it's laden with things that are not good for life in general, right? So those, these are the stories that we tell people and they kind of buy into it. And it, if it resonates with them, they become an Akshay customer and then they stay with us.
2: What are some of the vehicles that you use to convey this message uh, to your consumers?
1: Yeah, you know, we are category creators in that sense, right, uh, organic milk, or organic as a category itself is, is still a little vague, it's still a little fuzzy, people, the understanding is, is, is still a little superficial for a lot of us, uh, I and mean, when you say organic dairy, it gets even more complex, so we are in the space of category creation, and so education is critical for us, and the vehicle that is really working very well for us is uh, BTL. You know, we go to apartments, we set up our, uh, uh, you know, our booth. When people come, we talk to them. It's a good five to 10 minute pitch. And that's what really helps us to tell our story in its entirety. And when we do that, we are in a place to onboard new customers.
2: Great. So as a new age brand, very few brands typically do the BTL route, right? Most of them typically prefer digital advertising or performance advertising, but you happen to be a brand that's taken offline and uh, activations as the route. Is there any sort of a framework that you have available? And even activations cost money, right? Uh, it's coming out of the marketing budget. How do you look at these activities in terms of KPIs and measurement?
1: So f- the way it is, it works over here is, and, and I'm, I'm sure this is possibly the way it works in a lot of companies as well, is that, we basically do small, small things, you know. We don't go all out and say, hey, this is one big great idea, so we let's just go spend so much of our marketing money on it. So even BTL started as a really small thing. We saw that it works, and then we have scaled. We have a full-fledged in-house BTL team that is working on this day in and day out. So this the same way when we, like, we also have a farm visit program, for example, right? Uh, where you can, you know, if you have if you have some sort of apathy towards organic, you don't really believe organic, we tell you that, come see whatever we are doing. If you're convinced, you can buy Akshay Kalpa. If you're not, you don't have to, right? So people come and they stay at our farm for two days. They see the process. They see everything that we're doing. And then they go back, you know, fully convinced, they go back as customers for life, right? So so now that's, again, something that worked for us. It, It started small. We figure out whether it's working, not working. And and if you honestly, if you see in Bangalore, the way Akshay Kalpa really grew in the first ten years of its existence is because of the Farmers program. People came, they went back, they spoke to spoke to 10, 20, 30 people, convinced them to buy Akshay Kalpa. So it was all word of mouth, word of mouth branding, word of mouth marketing, right? So so yeah, that's how it works honestly for us. And then we compare and see that hey, performance marketing is really expensive for us, it's not working, but BTL, you know, is, is we're able to convert at a better CAC, and so we'll We'll stick to that.
2: In a category such as yours and physical product, consumed physically, how important is packaging and does that help you create a differentiator versus your competition? What has been your brand strategy as far as packaging is concerned?
1: If you see the Akshay Kalpa pack on the shelf, you'll be able to say, we've built it very, very organically. So there is this, this you'll see a cow patch at the top of the Akshay Kalpa packet, you know, cow patches, uh, which we've used as a as a brand asset. Now, that is a common thing that you'll see across. Then at the bottom, you'll see like a milk swoosh that is there, you know, like a milk splash, but it's almost like a swoosh. Now, we have taken the milk swoosh and we're using it in all branding material, all collaterals, anything that we're developing. We are making that swoosh a common, if nothing else, it, it helps us to stand out on the shelf because it's it's a highly differentiated pack. One thing that we, we've heard from a lot of people is that you are a premium brand. And our uh, overall, internally, our thinking has been that, you know what, I don't want to be looked at as a premium brand, so premium that you you stop being accessible for me or you stop being a brand that I can relate with. Because end of the day, it is still people who, who want to, doesn't matter what the disposable income is, but who want to do right by their family who are buying Akshay Kalpa. Right? And I want to be a brand that they can relate relate with. Uh, so I don't want to go all premium, super minimalistic packaging the way today's packaging is and become irrelevant to, irrelevant to those people. We have a, like for example, Kunal, like we have a cohort of people, cohort of families that buy only half a liter of Akshay Kalpa milk and they're doing that to uh, give that milk only to their child. So they continue to drink regular milk, but they buy Aksha Kalpa to give to their children because they want to do right by them. And that's such a hum that's such a, you know, human mentality, right? Like we always always want to give the best to our kids. And so there are people who do that. So so yeah, so we uh, in the name of being premium, we don't want to become unaccessible and non-relatable.
2: Again, it comes down to packaging. Is there something that you're doing differently in terms of Colors. Uh, I see most of the brands using white and blue in some form of combination. How do you, as a brand, play around with colors to differentiate yourself? Imagine I'm I'm a consumer and buying milk in a grocery shop, and I see four of these packets, five of these packets lying over there. How do I make out that hey, this is actually Kalpa and not some competitor?
1: Yeah. So so of course our logo is you know there's a there's a very quirky looking cow and uh, you know there's a green background and there's a yellow halo around around that so that's that's consistent but uh, in the dairy category white is like you rightly said is is the most common color like that kind of binds the entire category together and so if you see uh, you know like our, our different SKUs are in different colors like our farm fresh is in blue while uh, you know uh, pasteurized is in uh, green and something else is in pink so you'll see different colors of facts out there but uh, when you see in terms of other branding that we're doing like other marketing work that we're doing we are tilting more and more towards green and yellow because that connects us to the farm and farm is really our hero our entire story revolves around our farm so we want to bring that alive we want to tell stories through pictures of our farm through pictures of, our, of everything that is happening over there and so green and yellow is is uh, the direction that we're taking uh, when it comes to that.
2: You also spoke about uh, having cohorts of users now is there certain messaging which is specific to a certain cohort of certain marketing programs that you're running for individual cohorts could you please talk about some of that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we we keep doing, uh, again, these are, you know, small experiments that we keep running depending on, on data that we crunch over here. Like for example, like as is a subscription model where you basically put some money in your wallet and then, you know, you've said, I want half a liter of milk a day, one liter of curd coming every second day or third day and something else, right? Like you'll, so you can basically switch, set this up and then forget about it. So what happens is some customers forget the that, that, that it's time for wallet recharge. Uh, we send messages. You know, we tell them that, hey, tomorrow you'll not get this order. But even if, by some reason, if they forget about it or if they miss this, the thing that we started doing is we put that extra money in their wallet, you know. So let's say that you're short of 55 rupees for tomorrow's order. Uh, we put that 55 rupees in your wallet so that you're, you don't miss out on the order because... Milk is so important in our day, right? Like our day starts, like you wake up in the morning, you have to have that cup of chai or coffee. And if you don't get milk, it's it's a bad start to the day, right? So we know that. And, and so we've made sure that, you know, that our customers don't face this issue. So that's that's one cohort. There's another cohort that, like I said, which, which I spoke about earlier, where we figured that they're buying it only for their children. They're not buying it for themselves. So for that cohort, we sent out a message where, uh, you know, we, we did a creative where basically the child is saying that I've had my glass of milk, have you? And he's handing his mother a glass of milk because in a, any milk-related communication, what you'll see mostly is a mother running behind a child with a glass of milk, right? Like saying, just drink this before you go out, right? But in this, we switched it around and we, we made it in a way that the child is now giving it to the mother and saying that, you know what, like while you take care of me, you also need to take care of yourself, so we look for such cohorts and we, and then we figure out what should be the message you know, that we design for them.
0: We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Spilling the Magic Beans. Week after week, we take you through case studies of the most successful marketing campaigns on the planet and give you tangible frameworks as well as anecdotal experiences that act as valuable lessons. If you enjoyed this episode and want more exclusive behind-the-scenes looks, into the top marketing teams in the world, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform.